0: Hello, everyone. This is Matt Kalaski, and thanks for tuning in to TGMR, The Galleries at Moore Radio, uh, a public art radio station broadcasting from the Moore College of Art and Design. Listen live, search the archive of past broadcasts, or find out how you can get on the air at at thegalleriesatmoore.org. Today, I'm very excited to be joined in the studio. by Jerry Kaba, who is the founder, organizer, and chairperson of the Art Wrestling Federation Urban League, or the Awful Wrestling League. Uh, Here to tell me all about this uh, very interesting, incredible project is Jerry. Welcome, Jerry.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. Uh, So my first question is, how did this... Get started, and maybe if you could also generally just paint a picture of an awful wrestling event for the people who might not have ever been there before.
1: Okay, well, f- first I'll explain what the show sort of is like. <laughs> so imagine you're eight years old, seven, eight years old, you're in your parents' living room watching the WWF in the late 80s, early 90s, and you and all your best friends are pretending to be the wrestlers on the couch in the plush carpet, and your mom's yelling from the other room to shut up and stop, and you refuse to, and you just keep going. Now imagine that in an art space with grown adults in their 20s, 30s, and 40s in costumes um, just beating, pretending to beat the crap out of each other um, in a professional wrestling ring. I always like to say we have like all the pomp and prestige of 80s and 90s best wrestling, but about 10% of the la- athleticism. Um and it all started kind of as a joke i when I was in college, I had a roommate, Derek Lindman, and him and all his friends were seriously into wrestling and they would have they 'd have parties at our apartment and they would make food and all watch like wrestling Monday Night Raw, or whatever it was and I liked wrestling as a child, but i 'd grown out of it, but they hadn 't and they were a great group of people, and then if you fast forward about a decade. I got a phone call that Derek was getting married and he invited me to his bachelor party. And his bachelor party wasn't a normal bachelor party. They rented a wrestling ring gym and Derek decided his best man would be determined by whoever won the wrestling tournament. So he didn't know who his best man would be, so he sat there and watched it, did color commentary for the event and we had to put on a tournament for him. Now my name was picked as the winner of this tournament. So it was my first time in a wrestling ring. Him and his friends periodically did this for fun. So I got thrown around so much, I actually went outside and vomited in the bushes and I had to win this whole thing. So it it was, but then at the end you know it was so much fun and at the wedding i wore a championship belt that said best man and it was a great time so then about a year later um peter erickson from little berlin was my roommate and their show had fallen apart and they said we need an event for first friday do you have any ideas and as a joke i said let's build a wrestling ring and do a show and they were super into it so then we did it and i had to like Begged some friends I used a lot of my South Jersey friends from his circle of people. And we did this ridiculous show, and it went over really well. And during the event, that was around the time Citywide was happening, going to happen in Philadelphia. And ironically, Space 1026 and Vox had been planning to do a similar event. So a number of Vox members came in and challenged Little Berlin to a wrestling match at T- Space 1026. And Beth Heinley uh, was kind of in charge of that one. But brought me in after seeing our show and we worked together and got that one together as like kind of a battle of the collective. So it was Vox versus little Berlin, but then right before the battle the practice gallery, which I'm a part of came through the audience and it was a three way battle between the collectives and it went really well. And then from there there was kind of this like, everyone's like, Oh, we want more wrestling. So then we did one at the Icebox, and that was the first officially called awful wrestling one. And then from there, I just, you know, everyone who's done it keeps asking, can we do it again? Can we do it again? And people are like, I want to see it again. I want to see it again. And we had always done it just like, I was doing it for a number of years as like once a year just for fun. But now it's kind of growing and taking on a life of its own. And we've done four within the last calendar year. This next one will be our 10th or 11th one. And it just shows no signs of like slowing down.
0: (laughs) So I'm curious, like, how this because it seems like it's very artists are sort of at the core or are heavily involved with this so Mm -hmm. what makes this different than like I'm trying to imagine like if a bunch of amateurs went out to recreate a wrestling match how it would look one way and then how does it look when a bunch of amateurs who just happen to also be people with arts backgrounds, Yeah, what does that translate to, actually, in the
1: show? A really funny, good-looking performance. <laughs> like, for instance, when we did that one at the Icebox, when you walked in, it was like, this is almost too good. It <laughs> looked so good. And, you know, as artists, naturally, we're pretty terrible with, like, athleticism. So that's i mean i think it differs in the fact that like a lot of artists i think when they look to past wrestling they love the ridiculous characters the performance art aspect of it the macho man randy savage the ultimate warrior hulk hogan like and most of those wrestlers to be frank were pretty terrible wrestlers but they really knew how to talk on a mic and act crazy and have good costumes and those are the things i think that artists respond to. Like, I get to make a costume and act kind of crazy? Yeah, sign me up. So I think that's where we differ is where we're not really good at throwing ourselves around and doing flips and punches, but it looks really good and fun because everyone knows how to make a video and make a costume and just kind of aren't afraid to act crazy where I think I guess a lot of other people that aren't artists might be a little more reserved and might focus more on the moves instead of yeah. the silliness.
0: Do you do you think that it, part of its character comes from the sort of, I guess, Uh, necessary de-emphasization of the actual sort of like skill set and so you have to rely on the other skill (laughs) sets
1: yeah because if we were just trying to wrestle and be real wrestlers it would be really Bad. I almost, to be honest, encourage as little actual wrestling as possible so no one gets hurt. I'm all about a big entrance, a lot of trash talking, and then like some flailing around. And kind of, to be honest, our particular crowd: the worse the wrestling is, the more they like it. We've had a few matches that got kind of more resembling a real match, and we lose the crowd a little bit. I think so. I think our crowd tends to prefer a lot of talking and pageantry and really bad wrestling. <laughs>
0: you mean awful, <laughs> awful wrestling.
1: Yes. Uh, what,
0: uh, so who, <clears throat> who goes to see these things? Like, what's the what's the crowd like? Are they expecting to see wrestling, and then they're like, what? Or are they expecting to see performance art, and then they're like, what?
1: What's the... Yeah, I, I think initially they were expecting to see, like, kind of... The performance art because in the beginning a lot of people were coming knew me or the other people involved so I think there was a certain amount of expectation that they involved they expected um so the crowd tends to be like you know the crowd you would see out on like a first Friday but it is changing and I'm always wondering what happens when like a real wrestling fan shows up <laughs> are they like what is happening here this is terrible or okay. but we have had a few and they I think they do enjoy the silliness of it. I, I We've had a few show up that seem to really like it. And I've been getting a lot of local real wrestling organizations reaching out to me, kind of wanting to be involved. Like I had a meeting this last weekend. Well, not a meeting, but I went up to see, I was invited to see the Chikara show up in uh, North Philly. They're like an established... Um, semi-pro pro pro wrestling organization and they're pretty amazing and like watching them it was just like whoa we really don't know how to wrestle but (laughs) we're thinking about maybe doing some lessons with them to get just a little better not too much better but just a little better for safety reasons so yeah I think it's our crowd is mostly the art crowd but it's it's growing rapidly and I think we're starting to pull in some real wrestling fans so it's going to be interesting to see how how people react
0: so the so the wrestlers themselves, one thing I've always really liked about it is that it seems very sort of it open to anyone who wants and so that, that mm-hmm. the heart of it is amateur-based. Yes. Like, how do you find wrestlers? What do you communicate to them? And then what What makes, in your mind, a a good fit for the awful wrestling league versus maybe a, a not better, better
1: fit? Yeah, that's something that's, growing and changing, and I'm learning a lot from, because in the beginning, it was me just like trying to talk my friends into it, like, come on, guys, we can do this, and, like, I have to be, like, twisting their arm, like, come on, come on, this is going to be great, and every time I got them in there afterwards, like, thank you, that was so much fun, but it was a lot of work for me, but now that we've been around a while and becoming, like, a known entity, it's pretty great because I'm getting a lot of people reaching out to me, so where originally it was me and I had, like, maybe, like, one other person who was pretty, like, down to do it any time, my friend Dan Ostrov. but now we have probably, like, a solid 10 people that are, like, game to do it anytime and then, like, another, like, 20 that kind of come in and out when they can. And I'm constantly getting Instagram and Facebook messages from new people who want to get involved because they saw the show or they heard of it. And that's super exciting when someone contacts me and they really want to do it. And I think we get a mix of people because we get some that always dreamed of being like a wrestler and then we have some that think oh this i've never been in a wrestling ring i think this would be kind of funny or silly um those are the people i prefer i i often often like want to have coffee with someone before they get involved to make sure they understand because what i'm not looking forward for is someone who wants to like get in the ring and like beat you with a steel chair and like try to make it look real so sometimes i get people who are like super big like wwe fans that want to get involved and i'm okay with that but i i want them to understand like we're doing something different here so i tend to prefer the person who's like oh, I don't know anything about wrestling, but that looks like a good time and I want to get weird. Those are usually the people I want to, but I wouldn't ever turn someone away. Uh, Like Andrew Dyer is someone who's become like a really big part of this. He's always wrestling with us and he is a lifelong fan of wrestling. He is like, a wrestling encyclopedia. And this is a lifelong dream for him, I feel, being fulfilled. Um, Whether Andrew could make it or do it in another sense, I don't know, like in another league. So we do have some people who are not... Would never make it in like a real wrestling ring because they would just get destroyed, but we're able to like fulfill this like fantasy of being a wrestler. Because I mean, we have a huge crowd and a ring and costumes and wrestling. So for me, too, I do not have the ability to be a real wrestler. I would be horrible, but. I am a wrestler on the nights we do shows. I get in that ring and there's a crowd chanting and there's all this stuff going on. So I can imagine it's like my childhood self like fulfilling this weird dream that would otherwise not be a reality. And that for me is very special, like giving people this opportunity to like in the future say, I was a wrestler, (laughs) you know. Um, So another
0: question that's coming to my mind is like thinking about wrestling, and it's like traditional, like it's all machismo and yeah. violence, and like yeah. really tied into a lot of like uh, currents of masculinity. Yeah, right? how does does this? Can you give an example, or maybe talk about how this sort of subverts those ideas, or plays with those ideas, or turns those ideas on their head?
1: Yeah, and that's something I'm very aware of. And again, like, sometimes people contact me that want to get involved that are super hyper-masculine. I'm like, Ugh, you know? Because I, I, for me, awful needs to be, like, totally inclusive. Like, all genders, all sexualities, all orientations. And I want everyone there. And also, everyone is equally powerful. I'm not going to have, like... I mean, I could have, like, a 8-foot jack-pumped man in there against, like, a four to like 80 pound <laughs> woman. And in my eyes, they're. Their punches both hurt each other just yeah. as hard. Like so, I try to you know make it all inclusive, and I'm I'm pretty aware, and I try to keep that out of it. Um, we had one instance where a uh, match got a little out of control, and like someone brought in a steel chair and hit the other person. I was like, Nah, man, like that that's not us. Like maybe if it was a pool noodle, but you act like it's a steel chair. It hurts as bad. That's what I'm into. So I, I'm always trying to actively curb that whenever someone gets a little too carried away because that's not what I want. That's not what our crowd wants. They don't want to see people and they're beating each other mercilessly.
0: Equally powerful. That's really interesting. And then, I mean, could you maybe put some more words towards like, getting, boiling it down? Like, what's the thing about wrestling that anyone, no matter if they were fans or if they like, um, you know, don't want to buy into the like, physical violence of it. what's the thing that like you think connects with this huge range of people not just wrestling fans?
1: well I think there's a lot I mean for our show there's definitely like a lot of social commentary within a lot of the matches which I think people can connect with I think anyone can connect with like the silliness and the terrible nature of the wrestling. Because if you watch real wrestling versus awful wrestling, uh, you know, it's a very different thing. So I think there's something interesting to just watching these grown adults that are not good at what they're doing. Kind of just up there making a fool of themselves. It's almost like going to the circus in a sense. So I think yeah, anyone can, in you know, and there's, there's videos and there's costumes and there's just silliness so I think that is what anyone can enjoy yeah, yeah.
0: what um when uh, so this is something that's you're I think you said you're on your 10th yeah iteration now how has it evolved for you over time mm-hmm. and then maybe thinking about like how do you how would you see this project
1: moving into the future. Yeah, I mean it's grown like I said before I was me begging my friends and our first ring we had was like a piece of plywood on two tables that I found outside of Little Berlin and then we had this ring I made which held up for a long time but now this next one's going to be the first one where we have a real wrestling ring and then <laughs> the characters have gotten more developed because it used to just be me and my friends but now we have like people who do it almost every time and they're really developing their characters and people are, are like my they're getting recognized on the street like at as their character like my friend claire someone recognized her as pegula on the street and the vet who's an evil veterinarian um shaner he got recognized on the train some guy was just like dude you're the guy that killed that dog and strangled that girl you're awesome and then stepped off the train and he's like uh and i get like hey you're that wrestling guy or people screaming awful wrestling at me so i guess that's where it changes it. it the production has grown to be not I don't want it to get too good but it's gotten better as far as like more produced. There's like more videos. Everyone's got entrance videos. The ring's getting better. The the wrestling's not exactly getting better, but everyone's getting more confident and more character development. Yeah. So it's becoming just, I think, an overall better show. And as far as going into the future, I kind of want it to keep growing. We're talking about getting a van and maybe doing like a five or six city tour in the summer and taking it on the road to other cities. We have done it in New York, but I would love to do like Chicago, Boston, like, Baltimore, all the different local cities, and we have a lot of people that seem to want us in those other cities, um, and again, just like bigger and bigger crowds, which it keeps growing every time. I think we're pretty close to selling out Philomoca, which has become our kind of like one of our home bases here yeah. in Philly. So when
0: you, when you set out to do one of these shows, what can you walk us through the process do you all meet with all the wrestlers how like do you all establish who you're wrestling do you come up do they practice before what's the sort of um, sort of organization or sort of like community that builds up around this before it happens
1: well again that's changed a little too because it used to be like come on friends and then everyone would just show up with a costume and like 20 minutes before, I'd be like, "Okay, you and you are gonna fight. You and you and you." But now, being the show's getting bigger and we're starting to charge a small cover um, because of the venue. uh, I'm trying to. I pair people up. I get the venue and then I contact everyone and see who's available for the date. And then, like a week or two in advance, I match everyone up so they can start to uh, kind of work out their match. And as far as the match goes, it's usually I tell everyone figure out how it starts, how it ends, maybe like one thing in the middle, and the rest is just like on-the-fly improv, <laughs> you know? So what you're seeing is, like, not rehearsed very well. Some people try to rehearse a little more than other, but I don't encourage it. I, I want it to stay as bad and like, improv as possible because I think that's where the magic happens. Like, when my wig falls off, I get a huge roar from the <laughs> crowd. So, like, it's kind of better. If it was too well-rehearsed, I don't think it would be good. So there is, like, minimal prep, in a sense, and I'm kind of into that. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, last two questions which are uh how does this fit into because you're an artist with a completely yeah practice how does this fit into that practice and then i want to know what your character is that you
1: yeah um well it fits into my practice because i do a fair amount of like performance and interactive installation stuff which tends to have a side of humor to it um and again like awful started as a joke but now it's like forced itself into my like regular practice if not (laughs) dominates it so I have a history of like performance art and installation so it like I build the ring and I'm doing performance and I often would bring other people in for my performances for my regular art practice so in a sense it's similar and then also my character sort of ties into my theme because a lot of the work i do in my installations is kind of like questioning faith-based um, practices, and then my character is called the Party Priest, so he's kind of like I try to try to channel like a bad like youth pastor who like is trying so hard to be cool, to be your friend, to kind of bring you into their like uh, their church um, through being like I'm cool, I like to drink, I wear sunglasses, come talk to me. Um, so, so I think. It does tie into my larger art practice through my character and just the performance aspect of it.
0: That's awesome. Jerry, thank you so much for talking to me. Uh, this is all to say that if this has uh, piqued your interest in the awful wrestling league, which I guess is a it's repetitive to say that, um, the next show will be Saturday, November 10th at Philly Mocha, which is at Spring Garden 12th. Uh, doors at 7, show at 8, there's a $10 cover fee. Again, that's Saturday, November 10th, Philimoca, uh 7 o'clock. Uh, Jerry, thank you. Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. You can't come in here? here. Wait, wait, what's going hey, on? Hey, hey, are here. You can't do this without
1: the party priest. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. This is party priest here. You better be there November 10th at Philamoca. You hear me, kids? You better get out there and get real. Oh, hey. Oh, yep. thanks. Yep. Thanks, party. Thanks, party
0: priest. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, please join us next time. Bye.